This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 489 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. For tonight's USDF episode, we are going to preview the national finals with Lisa Garetta. After that, USDF Volunteer of the Year, Lois Eukins, talked to us about being involved in the sport. And then we're going to bring you a great trainer tip about half halts. Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Good evening, Reese. How are you tonight? Oh, doing pretty good. We had a beautiful day here today, so uh, it was a joy to be riding horses and teaching <laughs> lessons. Oh, I like it because soon it's going to be snowing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, every, every nice day after now is a blessing, and That's I'll take true. it and we'll enjoy it. That's true. Well, I have been to Canada one time in our, when did you guys get married? The 26th of October. So yes. So happy, almost an, well, happy anniversary passed. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's five years. It's five. Whoa, <laughs> gosh, that's right. But, but I have a great story because Travis and I were, had a great time and came to Phil and Meredith's wedding and I'll never forget. I woke up in the morning and again, I'm from Kentucky, so you know, we don't get, I mean, we get snow here, but like the whole place shuts down for, yeah, for because of a dusting, snow. right? A dusting, right? So like, I don't, I can't fathom a ton of snow. So we woke up in the morning at Philip's wedding and there's probably, I don't know, a foot of snow on the ground, a couple of inches. It was a it was was more than that. It was a lot (laughs) of snow. And I looked at Travis and I was like, oh my gosh, Trav, the wedding's gonna be canceled. It's so much snow. And my husband just looked at me and he was like, We're in Canada. (laughs) It's funny because we were just talking about because of weather, you know, around the around your area now. They uh, they moved Halloween or something. Yes, or? they just moved Halloween. I I, I I I people that know I am an aunt and I love being an aunt and I love my 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 holiday is Halloween. I adore Halloween. I love taking my babies, my sister's babies, um, to Halloween. The kitties but are so cute. The kitties yeah, are so <laughs> cute. My niece is a unicorn this year. But unfortunately, we had planned on recording this evening. It's it's Tuesday actually, and we normally record on Thursday. We we just happened to, to we have some things going on this week. So um, I'm going to we, Las Vegas. Maybe. Yeah, Phil Phil's out of town exactly. <laughs> so how, yeah. Phil's going to have fun. So we um, were recording on Tuesday and I'm missing Halloween because they moved Halloween. It was supposed to be tomorrow, Wednesday, and they moved it to tonight and, and, um, you know, we're working. So I couldn't do it. And I was really bummed to miss uh, my niece's costume. Yeah. We're sorry that we're costing you. Halloween, but like that's unheard of. I know. I I, I, I think we are, are anticipating a lot of rain. I I think that's. I mean, there are flash flood warn, warnings up, so I oh, think okay. it legitimately is going to rain very. Kind of a safety it, thing. Yeah, it was a safety thing, but <laughs> I don't remember them changing Halloween when I was young. You know, I remember <laughs> going the date, right. Like you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't move Christmas or you know. Right. But they did. They moved it today. So <laughs> I, I, I know it was a beautiful evening, actually. So I think I, I, I've already been I've been getting pictures all evening of, of the babies and they're having a great time. So uh, but Phil, if I'm going to hang out 
it, I like hanging out with you and all our listeners. It's pretty good. And you had a busy week this week, eh? Yeah, well, the weekend was, I think it's becoming a bit of an annual thing. Charlotte Dujardin was in town teaching her master class. So I was, went to check that out and had a couple of nice days of learning. And uh, Arthur Kotas was in town. Same, same sort of deal, just a little earlier in last week. Took some time to learn some stuff. I love you know, it. get inspired going inspired. into the winter, doing yeah. lots of training. Yeah. I have, uh, if anybody knows, I have a couple of five-year-olds in training. And I think between, you know, the winter between five and six is a mm-hmm. real super critical time for, for training. Really fun, mm-hmm. but a really a tough winter of teaching all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, um, introducing half pass, mm-hmm. uh, really working on the horse's trots that they um are learning to put a little bit of collection suspension into their trot make it which is kind of making them fancy dancy horses mm-hmm. and also a little of uh flying changes or so just getting started on that cool stuff so yeah that's a really it's a really fun time for me and and uh and to be able to get some inspirations and some lessons and some stuff right. uh to think about as i'm training as i'm training hard that's really uh really fun so we've had a really good uh you know week a couple of weeks um, yeah you have for sure yeah i love it i love it well and i also uh had a big weekend uh elon court and i were in the uh, usef developing horse program so uh we went to a clinic in uh outside of cleveland at betsy giuliano's beautiful farm with debbie mcdonald and lilo for so uh he was great he he hit the benchmarks we were supposed to hit and that's just a fantastic program that they you apply to go and that you can find information on the us ef website uh if you have a horse in the developing horse range and uh, you meet with a sports psychologist uh, we met with andy thomas who is the you set um physio trainer and uh he's going to come on the show uh he's lovely and laura king is the sports psychologist we meet with so you do a lot of training and it's it's great and it was a really fun weekend and we were there three days and uh a lot of work uh but elon court we call him hello was was really fantastic so uh it was quite quite also a fun experience and kind of get get some more benchmarks just for the next month or so and we have another clinic in december so uh they keep us on our toes and and, and it was really fun so keep progressing fun to, keep working yeah, hard keep, keep working hard Kicking they butt. really had us working hard so uh we're gonna Great. keep working hard for sure so uh that was fun so we had both big weekends and then you'll hear he, coming up we have the national finals here in lexington next week so lots of stuff going on for me in the next week or so i'm gonna need a, a nice vacation after um, but <laughs> But looking forward to it. So we'll jump right in for our USDF episode. We have the vice president on next, Lisa Greta, and she's going to talk all about the U.S. dressage finals. Well, Phil and I are very excited to have Lisa Greta. She's the vice president of USDF and chairwoman or men of the organizing committee for the U.S. dressage finals. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for inviting me. Well, we, I mean, it is, it is coming. Finals are next week here in Lexington and we are Just around all, the corner. Yeah, it's coming. We're praying for good weather. And I, I feel this year we're going to get it. This is what I'm feeling. I think so. I'm, I'm keeping a close eye on the long range forecast and I have several Ouija boards out there. So it's, it's <laughs> looking like it's going to be a non-snowing, perhaps a little rain, but nice, seasonable, lovely Kentucky fall weather. 
we we actually need my plan. Yes, we need it here. It's going to happen. But it is a good reminder that some of the horse show is outside. So you do need to bring appropriate horse show gear for outside. Some of the horse show is in the Alltech arena, so then you're on an inside venue, but it sort of depends on where you're showing, right? What where, what ring you're going to be in. Yes, it depends on whether you want to be be first in the lunging area. Uh, part of our stabling is indoors. Part of our stabling is outdoors, although we do a good job, I think, of utilizing the preparations of the National Horse Show that's going on this week. So we've got plenty of curtains, and they're used to prepping the shed rows for colder weather. So, yes, some outside, some inside. So pack everything you own. Yes, pack it all because you're probably going to need it. <laughs> layers. The key yeah. is layers, I think, you know? Yes, so you, that's true. You, well, if, if you pack for your horse, you're, you're good. And, of course, we have a great trade show at the U.S. Dressage <laughs> Final. So we can always help you with anything that you've forgotten to bring. Or just call me, and I probably have a closet full that I'll I'll just bring it all, put it in my car. So just give me a call there you go. and I, I'll have it. <laughs> well, great. Well, Lisa, tell us a little bit about the show this year. We've got some exciting things going on. Well, we're looking forward to, and this will be our sixth uh, U.S. Dressage Finals. And we're very pleased to say it will be a slightly larger competition than it was in, in 2017, although that was large enough. We've um, gone back to adding, let's see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six rings. Um, I think we ran five last year, so that's exciting. We have lots and lots of freestyles. We have a very full schedule in the Alltech Arena, and I'm pleased to say we'll have the uh, USEF Network televising a lot of it for those that are at home and those that are cheering on people that uh, have made it to the finals. It's a big, big, big deal having qualified from your regional championship, either as a top placer or with a score that gave you a wild card opportunity. So we're looking forward to seeing a lot of people from all over the country. Every region will be represented. So we're really looking forward to a good show. I love it. And and you were saying also that um, people from the West Coast, this it's it, people are coming more. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm pleased to say we're a little up in those regions that um, have a greater distance. So I think probably one of the things that's helping with that is this is the second year of the U.S. Dressage Finals travel grants. Uh, we have two groups that are eligible for up to $1,200 in, in grants to defray travel expenses. So I think that's helping. We've got uh, $30,000 dedicated. So that combined with a grand total, I believe, of $100,000 in prize money makes this a uh, about our richest national dressage event. That's fantastic. So we were talking to, uh, just reminder for some people about equipment at the national finals. Well, we're always concerned. Once they've made the, the long trip to U.S. dressage finals, that they have an opportunity to show their stuff um, without having any incidental problems. Um, we are going to be checking equipment for all the dressage and the bluegrass open classes. And we strongly encourage um, all the competitors, anyone who has a question about any of their equipment, there's a lot of new stuff out there. Some of it's legal, some of it you think would be legal and might not be, um, even if they've been competing with it, uh, but especially if they buy something new for the finals, that they take an opportunity to meet with our technical delegates, come down and join us early in the morning for open schooling in Alltech, and they'll... Uh, have an opportunity if you bring your equipment down to take a look at it and make sure that you are going to be in good shape. When you go into your class, of course, remembering to drop your whip in your championship class is still up to the competitor. Uh, we can't really help you with that. But anything else as far as equipment, we want to make sure that everybody um, has an opportunity to go in and not be worried about what they're using to compete. You know, the dressage finals are, I think, the only show in the country where all of our equipment checkers are either licensed technical delegates. We've got a couple of venting 
TDs and a couple FEI stewards that are all volunteers working really? on doing all of our equipment checks after all the rides. Yep. Wow. Yep, they come That's in from phenomenal. all over the country. It's it's very exciting and we've done that since since the beginning of the competition. Oh, that's fantastic. And and they really are. I've I've gone myself to, to check and just, you know, and also it's a good time to chat with your technical delegate. Again, they're there to help you, not to be mean to you. Uh, so that's it. It's really easy. And, and it's not, especially the, the stewards in the indoor, it's not quite as busy as a normal show would be. Uh, so you can snag them on a break or and it's pretty easy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, Fran Cross and Jean Krause, uh, two of our top and precise technical delegates in the country will be officiating this year. So they'll be happy to talk to you. And neither one of them is mean or eats competitors. <laughs> yes, we've had Jean on the, on the program and she's lovely. So, yes, she's easy to talk to. Yep. So I, I was just going to follow the theme of volunteerism. Uh, is, the, is the show in need of volunteers? Can people still help out if they've got some time on one or all of the days of the national finals? How does that work? Well, the organizing committee is um, a rather large group, and our volunteer group is is also rather large. We can always find something for a volunteer to do, but if you know that you are going to be down in advance, um, Kathy Grisvilla is our volunteer coordinator, and she has uh, an extensive planning flowchart of who is doing what when, but I've never run into a horse show that did not have an opportunity to use an extra volunteer if you have some time available. So uh, we have people who come in. We have a, a very strong core of volunteers who actually have been there every year and some new ones each year. That's that's always great. Some of them we lose because they have an opportunity to compete or they know someone who is competing. So that's always exciting. But we have a, a large group. It takes, I, sh- I should know this number, but I think it's close. To, I'm going to find out what the man hours are, but it's about 100 bodies over the entire yeah, week it's long. Yeah, it's a big show. It's a big show. Yeah. Set up. Yeah, and it has a lot of hours. You know, there's we've got one day that we're running, I believe, from eight in the morning until ten p.m. That, of course, is in the Altec. So it's it's a show that does not stop when sundown comes, which um, sadly will be just after daylight savings time. So, yes. right, it's going to be really dark about ten after five. Yes, so that's it is. that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. Really but um, we we have a very, very full schedule. We're going to need to have everybody be on time and be on time for the award ceremonies. It's it's very exciting. There is no other competition like it. Our competitors tell us that. Our judges tell us that. Deborah Reinhardt is our manager this year, and Bettina Longacre and, and her assistant, Sue McEwen, are in the secretary's office again. So it's a very busy week, but it's a lot of fun, too. It's very rewarding at the end of the day on Sunday, which seems to be later each year, um, <laughs> to know that you've managed to, to put on this competition again. for It's, it, it's a great competition to, yeah, to spectate at because the FEI classes are huge in the Altac and, and lots of freestyles to be able to see. So, I mean, even, even if you stop by for a bit, I think you're going to be able to see some exciting things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The competition is great. The We have some more food vendors this year, and that's always exciting. Oh, good. More, yeah. oppor- more, yeah. more opportunity mm-hmm. and, and more variety in, in food. And as I said, we've got a great full trade show. We've got some new vendors that are coming. So it'll be exciting. Great time to come shopping. I love it. Oh, it's always a good time to go shopping. But Lisa, <laughs> you're just kind of on the on the the food and and or some fun entertainment. What can people kind of be ready for, or are there still VIP t- tickets available? How does that work? Yes, there's still some VIP t- tickets available on an individual basis, and of course with the finals because we have people who 
some are returning to the Kentucky Horse Park, but for many, it is their first time to the horse capital of the United States in Lexington, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So we are sure to have not only some horse farm tours available, and of course, the Kentucky Horse Park Museum itself and the, the park itself, which is a fantastic place. You can spend an entire day. You know, if you're if you're not competing, there's plenty to do at the uh, park. I believe there's something down there. Uh, what's that called, Reese? The uh, Bourbon Tour. Yes, there is a bourbon tour and it is awesome and it is worth yeah. any any spouse or any my brother anybody like they always go on the bourbon tour. Philip when he was here last year coaching, he came to coach me. He magically went on the bourbon tour with my husband, so I, it, it happens. It happens. <laughs> I do like the bourbon tour. Tra- yeah, yeah Travis and Phil yeah. disappeared for a bit, so uh, they had a they yeah. had a big time, so. Lex- Lexington is definitely a horse person's mecca. So if you're competing, of course, we've got a competitor's party. We are having at our competitor's party our famous Blue Grace Band, who has backed by popular demand. Yeah, there are lots so, of fun. <laughs> yep. So it'll, it'll be a great time. And yeah, of course, a- as I mentioned before, there's lots of shopping. Yes, there is. I got stuck there last year. I'm not a couple times. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, Lisa, yeah. thank you so much for, you know, for organizing this event. It is a huge event and it, it is, it's, it's a massive effort for USDF to take on and, you know, certainly get a hold of me or Lisa will be around. I'm, I'm happy to give some advice on where to go and what to do while you're here. But Lisa, thank you for all that you do and yeah. for getting the horse show. If, if people have questions or want to find some information uh, about the finals, where can they do that or how can they do that? Well, we have this great website, usdressagefinals.com, which will give you all the information, the price list, all the timelines. Everything will be up online. As I say, we're looking forward to having full coverage from the USEF network. And, you know, it's as the OC chair, I do a very small part of organizing many people who do a whole bunch more work than I do. So certainly when you are there, take an opportunity to thank a volunteer. This is this is a it's a good dressage love fest uh, opportunity to recognize our adult amateur and open competitors from across the country in the series championship of our regional championships. Wow. So Thank great. you all for, for doing it. I'm looking forward to a fun week. We've got horses coming from all over. I, I become very popular the week before the national finals. I'm not sure why. I think it's my stalls. Oh, I think you're um, popular <laughs> the rest of the time, too. <laughs> I'm very popular. But we've got a group coming in yeah. from California, and we're really excited to have them. So looking forward to a great week. And, Lisa, thank you again for all you do for the organization. Thank you. Keep your fingers crossed for great weather. Yes. I Yes. <laughs> for sure. Done. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. See you next week. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Well, right after this commercial from Kentucky Performance Products, we're going to come back with USDF Volunteer of the Year, Lois Eukins. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. 
fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Microphase Vitamin and Mineral Supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, I am very excited. This is a fun interview for me to have one of my mentors for many years, Lois Eukins. She is an FEI judge and and has been part of my life and career for a long time. Lois, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Reese. We're we're and excited. Philip. We, we are excited to have you because you have won a very prestigious award and much deserved. You are the USDF Volunteer of the Year. Congratulations. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> it's overwhelming. <laughs> I, I do have to tell you, there's so many volunteers out there, but I guess I was in line next or something. But, you know, I think we all work hard. And I know you but do. it's nice to be recognized. It is it is wonderful. So so tell us, I mean you have been I, I've known you because my mom also worked very closely with you for many years and that's how I got to know you uh when I was a young rider actually and right. I, known known you doing volunteer work for for many many years and there's so many ways that people can volunteer at USDF. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about sort of how you got started and and, and where you went from there. Well, I can tell you how I got started. It was, you know, as a kid, I remember being at a horse show and scribing. I was at my hunt club in Michigan, and I scribed for somebody, and I thought, wow, this is pretty neat. And I didn't even think it was a volunteer thing. What did I know? I was 16 or 15. And it was for this judge, and I looked at her, and I, I thought, I want to be her. But then life went on, and I did my selfish riding and, and had a good time at it. But I thought, only way I can to know some of these people is to volunteer with them, and I'll become maybe a little more knowledgeable. I'll, I'll be close enough to them that I can get some knowledge from some of these people. So I would volunteer in order, actually, to get closer to a situation I wanted to be in. And it it really benefited me. Lois, I I think we should probably tell people that you are a a high-level judge as well now, right? Well, I am. I am. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) That takes a bit. That's how I know you. That's how, yeah. 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 But, and and then I realized these people I was looking up to when I became more into dressage and I saw there were dressage tests and there was all all kinds of, there were shows and whatever. And to be actually in it, I looked around and I thought, there are a lot of people involved in these shows. Well, if I can't ride in them, which I did most of the time, but if I can't ride in them, who is making this happen? And I realized it's volunteers. Volunteers were running the shows. Volunteers were scribing. Volunteers were doing setting up the ring. Volunteers were doing everything. And I noticed that as a rider. And I thought, wow, it takes a lot to make this sport work and to make my life more fun. 
and and I still wanted to get to know some of these other people. So I I got into a judge's program and and I loved the judge's program. I was young, very young. It was in the 70s. I went through the program, passed the program, and I, I questioned some of the material. It it bothered me. And so I, you know, I found out who's writing stuff. And at that point, it was, you know, combinations of some of our early people in dressage. And I thought, boy, someday I want to help them write it better. And so it was my desire to get involved in the judging programs because there's all this material that really should be very good. It wasn't always very good, but then I realized so few people were working on it. So I became much more involved in the judges' programs. That was more my volunteering in life was about judging and education, very much always that. And it it went up to, then I worked under Marianne Ludwig and Marilyn Heath, and that was something, in the L program. And they were nice enough to ask my advice on things. And I loved that. I, you know, I thought, I'm getting some respect here. And this is after I'd gone through more judges programs. And to me, it was so interesting, the development of material. And it just depended on what the trend was doing and who had the time to work on it. Because these programs and that information does not fall out of the sky. And it just isn't created by the paid employees at the federations. It's from the volunteers. Well, in the Learner Judges Program, there is so much great information that comes through that program. It is. I'm I'm really proud of that. Yes. I I didn't start it, but I'm, I'm continuing it. Right, and in the material that that you get when you are able to go through that program is is phenomenal, and it's really a program that really trainers and judges you go through it and you learn so much. I haven't been through it now for a couple of years, and and I know the material is that much better than yeah. than it, what it was, and 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 you've been so instrumental in that. And the United States, our judges program is is by far one of if not the best one of the best programs in the world because of i think i think it is yeah i i I really think it is but you know it's not without a lot of volunteers i have a committee of all of the faculty plus a most amazing staff just incredible staff and between us all we all have a talent for one thing or another I'm not very good at proofreading. <laughs> I'm not good good at details. But somebody else is. Marilyn is. Mm-hmm. Trina on that program is our, our computer person. She can put these videos together in 9,000 different ways. And she mm-hmm. is patient. I could not do everything. So I guess when you have a good group of volunteers, you have to assign them according to talent or interest. And that makes the program successful. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think that, a that's a good. Yeah, a good thing that uh, there are so many different people, and and it doesn't you, you know your skill 
can be brought to uh, any number of situations that you didn't even realize that they needed help with this or, you know, with editing, proofreading, uh, computer skills. You know, people think, well, you know, it's dressage. What can I bring to the table if I wanted to volunteer? You never know. I mean, it it takes so much now. And and on the technical side, uh, you know, as well with the with the website designs and, and all of this, that you know, um, everyone is needed to make this whole sure. thing work, right? I think that people, you know, and on the on the horse show side of it, it's sort of like, well, people, we do pay quite a bit in fees to to be able to go to a horse show, but barely any of that goes towards the people who actually run the show it's it's all all kinds of yeah. other costs that are involved that you know the people who are running around and helping you get into the ring and are usually not paid right or you That's know right. 90% of the yeah. people involved in organizing a horse show we were just talking about yeah we were just talking about national finals and how many hours and how many volunteer hours that that takes to run that show like your show fees are really not going towards all those people so i think it's a good tip to be to be nice to everybody and and you know yeah. not ex, not expect i think everything. most people are nice to volunteer yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i hope so <laughs> yeah but, but, but i've seen a couple a of situations day. where yeah uh, you know maybe the stress of a horse show has gotten to someone and it, and they weren't super nice and, and that can happen but you know <laughs> it, it takes it takes a lot of people to to run the sport and and you know, it's an it. expensive sport you know, if you ride in a horse show, it costs you hundreds, depending on the show, maybe thousands. And and that doesn't go, like you say, to all those people. But if all those people weren't there, it wouldn't go. It wouldn't go or at all. Or those fees would go up and right. it would become more exclusive. So, yeah. But yeah, I think exactly. a lot yeah. of volunteers come into these things, like the National Horse Show or finals or their local horse show volunteering just for the reason I started I want to be near it and mm-hmm. want to be a little closer than I would be you know leaning against the fence yeah as a spectator yeah right. absolutely yeah right yeah and, and it is a great, great. way I'm I, you know that's that's actually how I got to meet Lois was my mom was very uh, involved in volunteerism she did all kinds of things. And so I got to meet people that maybe I would have never met if my mom hadn't have been so involved. And that's uh, right. Yeah. And, and it was it was good because now, you know, I try to do the same thing and I try to be involved just like my mom was. I I don't think I could I could be as involved as she was amazing and 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 really showed us, my sister and I, about volunteerism. But uh it is incredible in this organization um how how you can get to know judges and then once you get to know judges then you can start to say and and have conversations with them on you know what should I do with my career or, or how do I do things better and at the end of the day we are, we are all here to make things better for our horses and to enjoy the sport even more so uh, to have people like you Lois is is just incredible and uh, it shows uh, the volunteer of the year it, it it's a voted on how how do you become volunteer of the year there is a process for sure i i think you get somebody gives gives nominations. Nomination, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're nominated. Then, yes, that's right. Then it gets voted on somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
um, behind some black curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Secret well, processes. Robert did. She'll tell us exactly what happens. Uh, yes, exactly. But it's definitely but a nominated it's, voted on position. Well, it, it's really great, but I would recommend this volunteering thing to anybody just just for those little reasons I said to get closer to things and and Reese, you said it just right. I mean, you got to know me, so I got to know you. And then, you know, everybody goes through a program or an L thing or judges them. Or I remember I was the chef to keep for one of your teams. And, you know, you get to know people. So the closer you are into it, the more you get to know people. Because that's how you get people to help you along. I think it's about. I, I think it's the, also about. You know, it's really, really exciting to share a passion. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I think true. anybody who has been to a horse show or, or uh, you know, is you know anybody who rides are passionate about horses and and, right. and you know Reese and I are passionate about dressage. You know, and so if you if you have that, just you know, being around people who share that passion and you can get into discussions and you can. Um, you know, you, you go to different horse shows, you meet more people. It's, it, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of people, but it's a small community. And yeah, that's that right. And more and more no matter over the years where that, you go in the world, yeah. just go to a dressage barn and you're going to have friends. It's true. Absolutely. Make friends. It's so true. It's so true. It really is. And, and, and like you said, most people are, are nice, right? I mean, you know, nice to share their passion to, yes. you know, to be able to, you know, see great riding all over the world. Uh, I mean, that's been uh, um amazing part of my life. You know, I moved to Europe, we spent time in Europe, and we. Uh, I just feel like I know so many people all over the world, all connected by this dressage thing. And, you know, a great way to get started with, with getting to know more people is just to volunteer. To scribing is such a great volunteer job because... And you uh, learn a lot. You learn so much, right? Yeah. yeah. It's really fun. It is really fun. I've scribed myself, as I said, and uh, it's it, there's nothing you wouldn't do for your sport. And, you know, there's this term giving back to the sport. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I get that because it seemed like I paid for or gave everything, <laughs> you know, all, all the way through. I'm coming up and I think, well, what do I owe back? And it's just how you explained it, Philip. It's, it's, I want to be near these people. I want any reason to help the sport. So if somebody wants to call it giving back, fine. That's not my term. My term is I care about the sport. I sometimes worry about the sport and just want to help make it better and keep it up with the times. And, you know, the young people are going to have to come along pretty soon and help us along in, in some of these programs. And, uh, you know, there's so many programs in USDF for sure that require a lot of work. Just, just the committee requires a lot of work. And if you're asked to be on a committee, any of you out there, it's not because we just like to look at you and want to hear your wise words. We want <laughs> you to work. <laughs> yeah, we need your help. It's going right? to be work. 
<laughs> you got It's not because you're smart, but we want to use that smart, <laughs> or you know whatever it is, the talent. It, but it's so rewarding, but it's time consuming, and I think I could spend more time. I don't know, playing tennis. <laughs> I'm not riding anymore, or eating bonbons and watching soap operas if they're still. I don't, I don't see that. I don't see it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, this for me is a way that I think I'm doing something. And, you know, one of the talents I have is the big picture. I see big pictures. I don't always know how to Im- implement them. But, you know, if anybody has a talent, just kind of try to pick where it should go, where you think you could fit in. And make a pitch for yourself. You know, don't wait for an invitation to that dance. And it, you know, it usually ends up working. Absolutely. And And it's needed. And it's needed. I think that's, especially in USDF, you just need to kind of come to the convention and say, I'm I'm interested. And and you'll, you'll get... If you'll do the work, you'll get pegged to do something, but it's needed. It's really needed. um, That's right. You know, Lois, you've you've done it for years, and and it's amazing. And and again, we're all benefiting from from the work that you and and the and the judges committee have done, and all the other things that you do. So we just can't thank you enough for you, for what you do, and you're just a wonderful example of how we all need to be for for our USDF and and all of our local GMOs. So congratulations! It's such a well deserved um, award at Volunteer of the Year. And um, we can't wait to to have you on the show more and to hear more of your wisdom. We just can't thank you enough for coming on. Thank you both. It was it was fun. And <laughs> everybody, go out there and volunteer. Exactly. Come it's to the, the finals next week. We'll need you. Come to the finals. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I'll see. You. I'll see you there. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, Lois. And we look forward to our next our next interview. Okay. All right. Bye. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. For this week's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we've got a great listener question, don't we, Phil? But we were going to talk about something really cool that is kind of new for Total Saddle Fit. Well, I mean, I guess it's new new to us, you know. New to us, um, yeah. <laughs> it's the Total Saddle Fit shoulder relief cinch for your western saddle so i i think that maybe we have a few uh, western dressage listeners or i hope that we do and uh, we thought we'd you know bring to light this product because all their other products are really great i personally can't attest to the cinch but i know that the girths work really awesome and, and i i think that the cinch would work very well as well absolutely so, and as always, Justin has fantastic products for your dressage and, and English saddles. And uh, you can find more information at totalsaddlefit.com. So, Phil, th- for this week's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we've got a listener question. Can you read it for us? Yeah, absolutely. This is from Tamika in Australia. She's got a, actually a couple of questions. She asked us about the auditing that we, we talk about quite a bit. So, uh, maybe, Reese, we can cover this question really quick. And she says that in Australia, auditing would mean doing a quality improvement type of study, but I don't think that's what we mean when we talk about 
our great auditor group and, and, and the auditing that goes on for our program. Yeah, so exactly. So I think there's there's maybe two parts to this question. We sometimes talk about auditing a clinic, and maybe that's just a North American way of saying, but when you audit a clinic, you go to watch a clinic. So yeah, that's observe, observing, observe. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we do use the word audit, like uh, your bank will audit your account. That happens sometimes, but, you know, I, I think it's fun. We have a little language, uh, you know, that's fun. Issue, yeah. The issue, yeah, exactly. And then uh, the Horse Radio Network has an auditor program. It's, it's a super secret program. It's, it's a lot of fun, actually. There's a super secret Facebook page that is probably the most active Facebook page I know. It's, it's a group of... It is, it is the most active Facebook yeah. page that I'm involved in. There's always new For stuff sure. going on and lots of chatting going on. But I think, you know, for as little as like a dollar a month, you can be part of that Facebook page. We get the we get the auditors involved in, in our show quite a bit, you know, through the book club and, and, and all kinds of stuff. So I, I think you just go to uh, the Horse Radio Network page and there's a, a link button to, um, you know, start your monthly donation and you get to be involved in all kinds of cool behind the scenes Horse Radio Network stuff. So that's what sometimes we talk about auditing a clinic, but sometimes we talk about the auditor program. And so that's what we're talking about for the Horse Radio Network. So it's a great way to support us as hosts and the network as well. It makes a big difference for all of us. So we thank everyone that's an auditor that's on the show. And if you uh, have any more uh, questions, you can email us and we'll get you to probably Glenn or Jen. And uh, but also you can find some more information on the Horse Radio Network page. So, uh, okay, but thank, that's two. a great question. And part two, now this is the technical Part two is the actual riding, uh, riding question. <laughs> We're good at this one, yeah. <laughs> so um, she's wondering if there are any tips for how to teach a horse to be more res- sensitive or responsive to downward aids, particularly seat aids like half halts. She feels like her off-the-track thoroughbred runs through these aids at times, and she wants to, stop, wants to not yank on his mouth because he's quite sensitive and can be a little bit behind the contact in the first place. So this is a great question. Mm-hmm. Very common question. Mm-hmm. Very common. Give us, like give us my... your thoughts here, Reese. <laughs> yeah, this is like my, my you know, being in, in Lexington, I, I work with a lot of off-the-track thoroughbreds and a lot of horses that, um, you know, are going on to their second career. So this is a common a common thing around here for us so a couple things especially for the you know basically that horse it sounds like he really needs to just learn to to accept the half halt so that's kind of the first thing that we do is I I like with my thoroughbreds it's tough because a lot of them are just coming off the track and, and they're not really ready to feel the hand a ton so some of the things that we do um is we do transitions if we can within the gate so uh i find that some of my thoroughbreds especially the the new ones off the track uh struggle with standing still or struggle with sort of you know walk halt transitions which i think are always a good idea uh but sometimes that's not quite a possibility so i think that um doing a lot of transitions within the gate so if you're trotting starting to get to, uh, let's say you're posting the trot and you post and then you post a little bit slower. I think that that's uh, a good way to start. And then uh, you just do that several times until your horse sort of is obedient to your seat and your leg. Um, You also can uh, work on bending slash turning lines. So if that horse starts to run, instead of pulling on the horse's mouth, you can turn the horse. I think that that's super effective. And as you're turning, it's always important to keep your sort of your aids on as you do, as you turn. Uh, So I I think that's important. 
Uh, but in general, you know, that's what that horse needs to learn is just learn to wait on the rider's seat a little bit more. And um, that should help. That should also kind of help that curling behind the bit. Phil, how do you feel? Well, it depends on the horse, but I will teach the horse to the voice aid first. Mm-hmm. If, they, if, if they have a hard time understanding seat, then and they do will respond a little better to the voice. It's sort of using substitutive aids, um, yeah. you know, and to teach the horse. So maybe with a little bit of lunging work, you know, I would teach to the voice aid and then try and teach the horse uh, while I'm riding a little bit the voice and, you know, and using the seat at the same time, at the same time that can, can help. And with these thoroughbred kinds, I might do a little bit of head to wall leg yield because that, you know, if you just pull them straight back, they're not going to be very comfortable, but if you can sort of use your outside leg. So if you're coming along the wall, use your seat a little bit, nothing happens. Then I might put on, if they're sensitive to the leg or they know a little bit of leg yield, I would put my outside leg on, maybe a little bend towards the wall and then teach them that way so that I'm not, you know, yanking or, or pulling straight back on the horse's mouth. You know, there's different ways to do it. I've seen it in different disciplines, but I think that the number one thing is just a whole lot of patience mm-hmm. uh, with this one because, you know, it's very easy to feel like you're not making any progress and to sort of ruin any progress that you've already made by by just going ahead and, and grabbing the mouth. So I think you're on the right track because you're thinking about this and you're really try, trying, but but try a couple different things, right? And it, and it takes months, you know, to, to have a horse that will accept the seat. I think, you know, when you're training a horse all the way up through the levels and even if they're, they get too Grand Prix and they're comfortable, you're always training them to be more sensitive so that you don't have to use as much, even, even seat aid. You don't want to even use as much seat aid to, you know, create halt or a half halt. So it, I think it's just riding dressage is about training quieter and quieter and quieter aids. And, and I think those, those two ways have sort of helped me to progress um, so that I don't have to use the bit as much or at all. Yeah, I think that's perfect. So as always, we love listener questions. Keep them coming. We really, really enjoy them, and we try to listen to them as quickly as we can. So thanks again for your listener question. As always, we can't thank our listeners enough for the email and Facebook shout-outs. We've got a couple more to get to in the queue already, and we love it. So keep them coming. And as always, you can find Phil and I uh, many different ways. But the United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's USDF or www.usdf.org usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back. And don't forget to look for me at U.S. Finals next week. I will be around, and we will talk to you next week.